Brandon, I'm drinking. Yay, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, we did the cheers without you. <laughs> to not getting last. To not getting last. Oh, God. Dude, I can't. That almost felt better than winning last year. <laughs> I, okay, I was going to ask that during the podcast. Okay, because <laughs> I think you're the only one who has made it to the finals of both. I don't even think Jeff's made it to the finals. I, you know what? I have never made it past like the first round of the losers bracket. Yeah, I have won out like the first game. You know what that means? It means you never quit. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that, Dustin. Yeah. <clears throat> Roach. Well, I was going to say, the sad part is now uh, Roach's last place percentage has gone from 80% to 67%, (laughs) which is heartbreaking. Well, don't worry. He's going to be back there because he doesn't have a second round pick and got (laughs) sixth place. Uh, Also, that's still a super majority, so we're doing okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He still controls the the House and the Senate, so he's good. (laughs) House Roach. House Roach. House Roach. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, if you need a new team name, Roach, there you go. Sean, what are you going to do with your team name since the Washington football team is going to be no longer? Yeah, the Admirals, which is funny because we're not even a port city. (laughs) (laughs) And we already did the SS Cheap Beer version of the league, so you can't be the Washington Admirals. Doesn't make sense. I think you should just keep it. I like it. Yeah. It's like Dustin said, we're franchises now. That's right. <laughs> Although the Botswallers will be the shortest-lived franchise. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to the latter the, I can't say it, ladder dynasty. Yeah, Ooh, I like the latter. I, I like all ladder-themed material in our, uh, in our pod. What about slides? Shoots and ladders? Or shoots, I guess it's shoots. Shoots. Shoots and shoots. <laughs> We can have a, a playground-themed pod. No, that would be mm. a little too creepy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do a voice for that. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> God, no. Hi, God, you guys. No. Welcome in. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, Jeff left. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't <laughs> condone this. He has to stay 50 yards away from all children voices. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Michael Bolton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, what is this? Oh my god. <laughs> so, Talk about a loss of innocence. How do we describe this for the listener? Uh, Sean <laughs> shared with us a photo from our last <laughs> Vegas trip with Michael Bolton grabbing some sumptuous Cleopatra Sphinx titties or something. We should clarify that's a statue, not a not a person dressed as that. <laughs> right, right, right. A statue. And uh, if you zoom in behind him, there is a troubled child <laughs> looking at him, wondering, <laughs> questioning his life choices. <laughs> I feel like there's a tint of disgust from that yeah. child. Yeah, yeah. The child doesn't know what he's seeing, but he knows it's wrong. <laughs> he's somehow more mature than the 28 year old. That's honestly what it looks like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he looks like a dad. Please behave yourself, sir. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh no! Oh my god! I almost did the castle. Oh, wow, this the is the last, last pod, fucking pod fucking <laughs> of the blowing. season. Oh, oh yeah. my god! <laughs> Forgot about hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, I almost. <laughs> where? Where did that come from? Oh, Brandon. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome in to the final episode of the Cheap Beer Fantasy Football Podcast. Season three is a wrap. Uh, I think we're on 11 episodes this season. That doesn't sound right at all, but... It's I'm way too many. It yeah, it sounds like it's a Way ton. too many. Maybe yeah, we have. broke them down. Um, but <laughs> as you can tell from what I just said, this is the last episode. Uh, because the season has ended. Uh, and like all pirate ships, we must make port and enjoy the fantastic booty, both from the seas and from the women, for the rest of the summer. With me tonight to enjoy that booty is our champion, Sean uh, Kelly. Sean, tell the people. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on. I'm also joined by Jeff Sweatrag, Kimball, and Dustin. Uh, I'm a little moist all the time, Sylvia. <laughs> wow, that's pretty close. I, I'm a little wet all of the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, fucking knew damn. it. I wanted to throw some moist in there. Well, he's the moist tablet. It's yeah, all I think you know. I got confused. Moistness always exists within within Dustin. Also, I think it's worth pointing out that uh, only Sean will be enjoying the sweet booty of Jamie Lynn. That's true. So, very very lucky. I will say she did post an Instagram uh, on the day <gasps> I won. What? It was serendipity, and it was juicy. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I may have screenshotted it. And- did she tag you? Yeah, <laughs> jump into the DMs. We'll still wait for a response. It's coming, but we'll see. That sounds amazing, and I'm very jealous that that happened to you, um, Sean. Before we start, be honest. How many episodes of the pod have you listened to this year? Every single one. I think there was one I missed. Maybe I listened to three weeks later. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a dedicated listener, man. Love that, dude. I appreciate that. Even I haven't listened to every one. <laughs> <laughs> Now I know that's not true. <laughs> you love listening to yourself talk. That's true. We are white men. We do love to listen to ourselves talk. Oh, it's so true. All right. So uh, Sean is here to talk about his win, uh, but that will come later in the pod because I, I am the host. And uh, when Sean talks, I'm not talking. So we are going to start <laughs> with the state of the pod. Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. We'll get back to congratulating Sean on his victory in about 25 minutes. Give it I'll listen to myself rattle off stats for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about me, all right? I don't think y'all realize that. All right, to end the year, uh, we finished with 535 downloads all time. Uh, that's up 25 from the last pod. If I had Damn. actually done good research, I could have told you how many that was up from last season, but I didn't. So I'm just going to have to guess. I'm going to say it's probably like 100 listens more. Does that sound right? I guess. That's just sure. that not in the fucking dark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me look. Let's see. I'm, I'm bringing it up. Oh, no. Whoa, way more. We were at 260 downloads all time in our wrap-up episode last year. So that's, uh, we doubled up. The cheap beer brand is expanding. The media empire. <laughs> Less episodes, more listens. you love to see that. Um, but now I have two wrap-up 
outlines in front of me. I'm getting confused. Okay. Uh, new state on the board, Nevada. Thank you, Nevada. Ooh. We will be there in two months. Um, can't wait to congratulate the one listener who listened to us. I'm going to find you. I'm going to say congratulations. <laughs> Guys, like, get away from me, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I did this on accident. You're and I hated up. every moment. I was looking for Matt Barry's podcast. <laughs> You're going to be so drunk and sweaty just accosting this random person. It's like, be alone. You're like shaking him. Do you love it? Oh my god. It's like Adam Sandler in um, Billy Madison. Oh, so good. (laughs) So good. I don't know why I have this in State of the Pod, but but I do. Um, I had eight season-long NFL bets. Are you excited to hear? Oh, actually, first of all, how do y'all think I did? Poorly. Yeah, under 500. Yeah. Based on your tweets, you were the worst gambler on the planet. Wrong. Oh, <laughs> I did great. Did you? Yeah, I really did. Um, but I can't find what they are right now, so you're just going to have to take my word for it. Have you come prepared to one podcast <laughs> in your Never. life? <laughs> Never at all. No, my favorite one that I was looking back at was I bet the over for the Allen Robinson total yards. Oh, baby. <laughs> it was 1,090 uh, yards. Oh. Not, uh, Where did he hit? 90? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What do you think he hit? Let's let's hear some like guesses. 250. Yeah, genuinely around like 300. Yeah. 388. Oh, nice. <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> that's terrible. Hey, that's your, what was that, your second round draft pick? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Really glad I did it. Uh, Mark Andrews did go over seven touchdowns. That was a winner. Matt Ryan, Sean, under 29 and a half touchdowns. He has 19. So unless he throws for 11 next week. Maybe Calvin Ridley with the back for him. Dude, anything's possible with Matty Ice. Yeah, that's true. Um, I also bet against DeAndre Swift, even though he ended up being on my team, under 900 rushing yards. Uh, he got hurt, so that's not going to happen. Uh, the only one that's up in the air is whether or not the Chargers make the playoffs. Another terrible one, uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, make the playoffs. They, they, oh, they did. Not. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to brag. I'm going to either finish five and three or six and two. So wow. Yeah. How much money are you making? Please be specific. Ooh, specific. I don't know, like seventy bucks. Wow. Was that specific enough? Yes. Yeah, it's lower than <laughs> I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. The most listened to episode of this year was the Cheap Beer 2020, A Final Ode to Ladders. Had 50 downloads. Really a a crowd pleaser. That's last season. Yeah. I'm just telling you what the most listened to episode (laughs) all time was. So basically we're getting worse is what you're saying. (laughs) There's less interest in our pod overall. Yeah, but a lot of those listens were from this year when people were trying to find fantasy football content and were like scrolling through the dregs. We're like, oh, let's let's try that one out. Yeah. They turn it on here. Ahoy, mateys. And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, last year was hear thee, hear thee. So That's true. You're right. And they were like, oh, I like this. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is in my specific wheelhouse of fantasy and fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's an idea. <laughs> Jeff, you're going to be really mad at me. Why? Oh, is it about the new comment? Oh, God damn it. Yeah, uh, oh. we have a new comment, but I wasn't logged in, so I don't know what it was. We're getting there. Uh, who do you think it's from? Oh, that's a stupid question. You know who it's from. It's from Ex-Corinne. 
And the comment reads, do you have the rights for these songs or are you pirating? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. It's a legitimate question. Uh, yeah, we have full rights to all the music. Yep. Please email my lawyer with any inquiries. Be the first podcast get kicked off of Podbean ever. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, our lawyer's email is Brian Roach at stateofmaine.us.gov in at gmail.com. <laughs> oh no! I really I'm going to bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. All of our. 25 listeners are going to now email uh, uh, but that's the state of the pod great any final thoughts on our state before we move forward excited for growth next year <laughs> let's get more synergy next next season yeah uh, let's let's actually come prepared brandon <laughs> it's not my fault i write the outline on like tuesday and then i forget what i wrote and then i join and i end up talking to you and not opening the things i need to open <laughs> and then i scramble to open them while i talk oh you dumb bitch all right um <laughs> let's get into headlines from the potters Uh, Sean, because you didn't write one in the outline, we're going to go to you first. What's, what, <laughs> what's your takeaway for the for the 2021-2022 season of Cheap Beer? Main takeaway has to be, you know what? I feel like there were no trades at the beginning of the year. All of a sudden, things got hot and heavy towards the very end. Mm-hmm. And I think the main takeaway, too, is we need to do a lot more talking before the season starts about rules and how it could potentially play out because it got, uh, I will say I got to a moment on the podcast. We were listening to it and I was just like eating popcorn, watching all the like comments come in. (laughs) And then Christian McCaffrey gets hurt and I was like, Oh great. And I threw it immediately back up. But um, yeah, I think that's, that's my main headline this year is we have some, uh, some talking to do next year. Probably (laughs) couldn't agree more. Eh. Couldn't agree more. I disagree. If you're eating oh. popcorn, I'm doing my job. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it, is, it is fun to see people get riled up, though. Like, that. that is pretty entertaining, but... I think it would have been funny if Kevin won, because he was, like, one of the most adamant against it. And, like, if he mm-hmm. won, I wonder if he would have been as anti-trading second-rounders, and now he's going to, like, get on his little high horse and, you know, preach in the offseason. <laughs> so, get, look forward to that. Dustin's headline, fuck you, Kevin. That's <laughs> always my headline. Yeah, that's a subheader in every <laughs> Dustin Sylvia new, newspaper. Oh, uh, how unbearable would it have been if he won? It just it uh. would have been the worst. But imagine he would have won and then he would have been in a division with two teams who don't have second round picks next year. So he would already be <laughs> up even more than he was coming into the end of the year. Thank God. Oh my God. That's a great point though. Thanks for reminding me. I didn't even think about that. That I'll be in a divi- division with two teams that don't have second round picks. That makes me feel. You're going to feel a big sway in the divisions next year. It's going to be. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> That's we'll early, see. We'll but. see. <laughs> we will because at the start of the season, I was like, Jose 
getting Justin Jefferson in seventh or eighth round, whatever it was, I was like, oh my god, this guy, this team is going to be stacked. And then he got last. Like, like you really don't know. So. Damn. Yep. That's a good headline. I guess we can talk more about rules and stuff. I kind of just like half heartedly like throwing them in there and then people getting mad. Um, <laughs> Chaos reigns. Dustin, because I'm sure your headline has multiple subheaders. Let's go to you. <laughs> Always. You know me very well. Not subheaders, just a list of names. But my headline was that pretty much the randos, the randos that took roles over because of COVID and injuries pretty much won people the playoffs. So, like, the names that were some of the highest scoring players in the playoffs the last three weeks are Amon Ra St. Brown, the Sun God, Jeff Wilson, Craig Reynolds, Rex Burkhead, I think his name's Justin Jackson, correct me if I'm wrong, Ronald Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, and, of course, Braxton Big Boobs Barrios. <laughs> so these guys... <laughs> I hadn't even heard of half of them before the season started. Um, pretty sure n- maybe none of them were drafted. Oh, no. Amon Rossi Brown, I think, and Ronald Jones were probably drafted. But, like, who are these people? And they pretty much – I know they won me my game – or, you know, Barrios won me my game against Jose. Craig Reynolds, Brandon, helped you get out of the Carolyn early. Rex Burkhead. Mike beat me with him almost single-handedly. Um, and then Amon Rossi Brown, like, saved uh, Nick. So, like, like you said, Brandon, uh, you would think that these teams that have these all-star players like Jefferson or whatever are going to be the obvious favorites. But when it gets down to COVID and, like, the injuries, you just have no fucking clue. It's just whoever's watching the waiver wire the most. Or even with COVID, it's not even the waiver wire. It's, like, you have to have, like, your uh, Adam Schefter notifications on or something. Because, like... <laughs> If someone gets COVID on a Thursday, you, like, and you're the first one to pick up fucking Rex Burkhead or Craig Reynolds, then you're in great shape. All of a sudden, you got an RB2 or an RB1. I don't know. So it's just wild. Something to think about next year if COVID keeps being crazy. But uh, I don't know. I thought it was fascinating that the no-names were kind of the, the league winners this year. Well, it's also interesting, too, because the next man up is not always a recipe for success. Like, look at Derrick Henry going down and then Jeremy McNichols after that. Like... So it's a really interesting kind of like perfect storm of like these – and I wonder if that's like defenses being decimated as well by COVID like or just like a kind of very serendipitous thing with a few different players. But fascinating observation, Dustin. Yeah. I mean I saw a lot of it firsthand because I got knocked down <laughs> Carolyn Brackett real quick by Rex Burkhead <laughs> and Craig Reynolds. And... I will say Craig Reynolds was the fifth Lions running back I picked up. So uh... – <laughs> You're, you're right. Like, Swift got hurt. Williams had COVID. I picked up the two backups that the Lions beat reporters said were going to play. Craig Reynolds played instead, so I had to pick him up the next week. So it's just like, you really don't know. If someone had picked Craig Reynolds up, he was available. I don't know. I never thought you would say, like, you know what, I picked up the wrong Houston, you know, running back <laughs> and being in conversation for a championship, so. I remember getting shit for how I had so many Jets and Texans on my team at some point. It was just oh my God. so Yeah, bad. you went through all the Texans running backs, and the ironic thing is it ended up being Rex Burkhead when you didn't have when it mattered. That actually delivered. Oh, my goodness. But um, with Barrios, like, you guys probably noticed, my favorite thing about Sleeper is that it sends in everyone a notification when someone, like, picks up somebody or drops someone. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that last week leading up to me and Jose's game, 
I picked up and dropped like five different receivers for my flex because I just didn't know what to do. And like people kept getting COVID. And as soon as I saw, I looked at something and some website had Barrios ranked in the top 20 this week. And I was like, why? And then I was like, oh, because like three of the Jets receivers got COVID. So he's like the only one left. And I was like, fuck it. They got to throw it to someone and it fucking paid off. So I don't know. It's wild out there. And I will say, I kind of think, I kind of wonder if that's why Jose ends up getting last, because we always talk about him being someone who doesn't like to change his team, and he sticks with the guys that he drafted, and so he's not as active on the waiver wire beyond the fringes, and so with COVID, it's harder to field a team that's going to be successful like that, and I kind of wonder if that contributed to him, his kind of falling apart, besides Saquon Barkley, obviously, terrible pick. (laughs) Yeah, Brandon, that's such a great segue into my headline. Love do you want, it. Do you want to just do you want to segue right Go on? Go for it. it. No, 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 no. I want you. I want you to read it out loud. <laughs> Your headline, or you want me to say? No, no, no. I want you to read my headline out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Further sucking of Derrick Henry's dick. B equal sign equal sign equal sign equal sign equal sign equal sign D. Uh, greater than Jeff's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> His dick is greater than my mouth. I, I I admit that deeply. This is this is the second time the second time in a row this has happened where Dustin and I will be editing the 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 document at the same time, and so that's where boobs barrios came from. Just kind of going in and just. <laughs> it gets me so excited. I see his cursor. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! <laughs> and so. Uh, Thank you for the demonstration of me giving uh, oral sex to Derrick Henry, which I would do, which which I would do, uh, especially considering somehow through some miracle he's coming back. Insane. He's already practicing. It's crazy. He might suit up this weekend. Him and Cam Akers, freaks of nature. Just insane. But uh, the reason I have this headline uh, is because even though Derrick Henry has not played since Halloween – he is still sixth in the league in rushing yards. The man <laughs> is a god, and I'm going to do everything I can to draft him next year. There's not well, really any... <laughs> the only thing you can do is hope you get the top two pick. <laughs> yeah. I'm rigging the game, man. I'm rigging the, I'm rigging the smash. <laughs> I will say there's like a 75% chance I fuck up how we do Super Smash Brothers, so you might luck into it. You never know. Yeah, there you go. I'll trade my picks two through fifteen for somebody else's first overall. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine just Derrick Henry and then everyone else you have to add at the waiver wire once I would Honestly, if you did that this year, you'd be fine. Yeah, truly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really would. It'd save you from drafting Trey Sermon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's true. That's true. Speaking of draft picks, Brandon. Oh, my God. What another great segue. Uh, My headline is just draft picks across the whole thing, uh, because I really think it influenced the year. I I would say COVID, obviously, is is the biggest influence in football. But in our league, draft picks, Sean, how much of your championship would you give uh, percentage wise to the fact that you could trade draft picks? So there was one week I played Michael Bolton and he had his probably best week of the year. I think he got like 130 points, but it was also a week where I think one of three McCaffrey weeks I had 
where McCaffrey scored 25 points. And I think I beat him by four. So if I didn't win that matchup, I actually wouldn't have made the playoffs. So, and then in the playoffs alone, I just got so lucky. Dan was on shooting on all cylinders and all firing all cylinders. And he, you know, put up a goose egg. And then I, I 100% lucked out in the, <laughs> the championship game. <laughs> I was drinking with Jeff. I literally wasn't watching football. I, was, I had surrendered the victory already to Kevin. You could tell me and Kevin were going back and forth, trading modest messages to each other like hey man great team i hope the best for you You can tell but you're just like if i say one good thing about my own team i'm gonna jinx it and it's gonna like kill it. But absolutely so i feel like the trade helped me get to where i am but um it honestly didn't net me much like on paper yeah i mean you didn't even have c-mac for the for the playoffs right yeah. so, and i didn't like, even so. start chuba or i even picked up amira doula and they ended up sucking the couple of weeks leading up to the playoffs so <laughs> I, I literally played roulette with who I was going to play as my second running back. And luckily, it ended up being the right choice. But Well, you were used to that because you've been doing that the whole year. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, would you do it again then? Yeah. You know what? I'm very much on that like McVeigh type of style of trading picks to get the people you want. So, <laughs> I well, <laughs> well, I don't really have much draft stock next year, but... I think leading into next year, I might be in a position where I'm, I'm gaining picks from other people, but I got to figure out when it's the right time to do that. Like, I think people sought out picks from Nick and from Michael Bolton, right? Uh, they weren't actively shopping people. Uh, it doesn't sound like it, at least. Or actually, maybe Jeff, I know you were talking, you were talking to uh, Michael Bolton, so maybe he was. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of had like a Cook, Jacobs, and some picks thing going on, but yeah. as soon as Roach swooped in with that second, it was all over. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> And, and we'll get to this later, but Mike now also has a keeper for next year. So not only did he get a second round pick, but he can keep Burrow for a seventh rounder. Like, Roach set up yeah. his team. And Burrow looks incredible. Like, Dude, he, he looks, looks legit. So but circling all the way back to, to the headline, I loved having draft picks this year because I think it added an element of just like people going for it. Um, and it made the, the games more interesting. I'm all for it. I don't think anything needs to be tweaked, but I'm definitely going to put things up for a vote because I know there is a vocal minority uh, that <laughs> that would like some changes made. Yeah. So I have a question, Sean, because you weren't on the episode that we talked about all the trades. Um, if So next year, you don't have a second-round pick. Say your team's just shitty for whatever reason. That like could contribute to it or not. doesn't matter. You're having a shitty year. You're like one in five. Would you consider starting to trade your team like Mike started to do for future picks so that you like forget about next year or you just think about the year after? I, I honestly, yeah, I think you, you should. I will. Here's the thing. I guess the big driver is what, depending on what the uh, last place, uh, I guess not award, but <laughs> punishment is going to be. <laughs> because if it's, if it's dire and it's more than even what you're getting this year, then maybe not. Like, I think I have to wait until later, like almost close to playoff time or almost close to the trade deadline before pulling the trigger. Because if you trade away way too early, you also might be missing out on moments where, you know, like me or Roach, if we don't get that one player, we're not going to compete with Joel or we're not going to compete with, with Kevin. So there might yeah. drive that. Instead of getting a fourth, I might get a second if I just wait a little bit. Hmm. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely already starting to think about strategies next year for... Uh, Potentially trading some people away. It depends on what the punishment is. Well, that's a yeah. that's a good point. Like waiting later, 
like the other teams are going to start to get more desperate as it gets closer to the playoffs. So you don't want to yeah. like blow your load too early for lack of better <laughs> Yeah, we found ourselves in two, uh, uh, this year, our division, it was two win-and-in games, which yeah. is crazy. Love that. That's you awesome. know? But granted, that would have been too late for the trade deadline, but it's there might be those types of matchups leading into next year, which will make it more interesting. Yeah. And speaking of that, real quick, I just want to shout out, trading for McLaurin paid off in the end. He got almost 20 points-ish in the final game. Hopkins has been injured like pretty much since I traded him. Mm-hmm. I feel great about that. Just need to get that off my chest. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> You're a saint. <laughs> Enjoy next year's draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. Oh I God. mean, uh, I also will say the fact that neither of them, Nick or Mike, was in the finals of Carolyn, it, it just like, I guess I will say the one worry I have is because that happened, people are going to be more willing to just like punt on a year. And I, I do to... Sean's kind of point earlier, like worry a little bit about people just giving up on a year in week six. And so then it just becomes less fun for everyone else. So I think that's something that's that's worth monitoring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially when you look at the end of the season, it's like, all right, who has Sean the last three games? And Mm -hmm. it's almost an automatic victory if you don't have your first three picks because you traded them already. But then there's got to be some side wheeling and dealing of, hey, don't give him that person because I'm playing him in week 14 or whatever it is. That's yeah. true. <laughs> sweet well, and it puts a lot of pressure on Jeff and, and now Nick as his uh, – what's the underling of a czar? I don't really know. I guess like advisor or something. Rasputin. Ra- Rasputin. <laughs> 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 need to watch more of the great to figure that out. Uh, I, I do want to say uh, I think I think we need to have a uh, – while we're on the subject of punishments, we might need to have a call out with Mr. Sylvia, who was all <laughs> on board the punishment out. until he faced it. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Hold on. I have Hold I, on. Brought this, I brought it up for a reason. I was at Michael Bolton's house in Uxbridge. Shout out Uxbridge. Um, and with him and Tim. Don't, don't shout that out. And we were just talking about it, and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna lose, whatever. And then, but I was like, I don't understand why I have to go to two movies and write two reports. Like, we're going from zero to two. And why, like, what's, like, one seems bad enough. Like, the Kurt Warner movie looks fucking terrible. And, like, to do it sober twice? Punishments aren't supposed to be fun. And Mike said, Mike said, yeah, I think one is, like, bad enough. And I was like, thank you. So then I just thought I'd throw it out there. You were on the podcast when (laughs) Jeff revealed it. And you were like, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Well, I... I don't know. I thought in my head, well, one seems like plenty, but I didn't say that because you know, oh, okay. at that point, All I right. didn't think there was a yeah, chance that I would yeah. get it last. <laughs> yeah, a little revisionist history. All right, yeah, no. no kidding. <laughs> hey, you're welcome, Jose. If that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm hey, I'm all for like whatever the second thing is, like the second movie or whatever. Rochi has to participate. Mm. Oh no, definitely, definitely. We 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 and I, and having Nick's help is really going to be awesome to like crack down on Roach and actually yeah. like. Has sixty-seven percent loss rate needs to <laughs> needs to be rewarded somehow. So Brian Supermajority Roach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, I just want to say, uh, uh, fuck you, Dustin. That's all I got. <laughs> I, I do think it puts a lot of pressure on you, Jeff, because if you're not coming up with punishments that fit the crime, people are going to trade away their draft picks. So it's true. You and Nick. We're on it, man. We're on it. It's only th- this. This is just the tip of the iceberg for the brutality for last place. <laughs> it was a great punishment. Roach will be suffering for the next three or so years. It's true. 
All right, we've uh, pontificated enough. Uh, we've made Sean wait long enough. It's time to get into the Jamie Lynn recap. I hope Jamie Lynn has a, a beautiful melody to, to lead us into this. But Sean, uh, just to let you know, this was the first title in single digits since your infamous loss in, in 2016. So it has to feel even sweeter to win so closely to to exercise exercise all of those demons. Yeah, that's that's some deep depression that I've been holding on to way down. <laughs> Anytime I see Joel, I'm like, hey, man, congrats on the wedding. And I'm squeezing his hand really hard. So, um, Of course, it comes down to the Sunday night game. Originally, I had Cleveland's defense going on Monday night. And, and there was no way I was going to leave it to a last defensive performance to <laughs> – decide a championship and then 15 minutes before the matchup i put in tennessee's because i had him on my bench which ended up being the right call but uh yeah it was i mean i was with jeff at a, a brewery and you just start looking at the abv and you start looking for ones that are a little bit higher each time because you're getting nervous and nervous <laughs> and the packers were killing minnesota minnesota looked like garbage so i was just waiting for them to take out rogers <laughs> or crosby to miss an extra point and that's like the scariest rule going into the championship is uh just waiting for him just to miss a chip shot because it's cold or the 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 holder's hands were too cold and he dropped like you know a snap but yeah man it was it was bittersweet it was just so how how many years have we been doing this this is eight this is number eight okay yeah i'm I'm very happy just as you can tell well should we should we sing the song that we prepared for sean Oh, yeah, definitely ready to go. Uh, Dustin, lead us off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Me? Okay. Um, yep. <clears throat> oh, shiny boy. My oh, home oh. and native boy. <laughs> You're you so good. the chip. Now suck this dick. Suck this dick. Suck this dick. Suck this dick. It's all over the place. There's no real, like, you know, consistency or anything like that. We're, you know, we're workshopping it. Yeah, that's indie music these days. Getting Just some wait. Involved. We're going to have an eight-hour documentary out soon, directed by Peter Jackson, where Jeff, Dustin, and I just riff for hours. And it's going to be like, you know. I would pee so many times during that. <laughs> I would have, like, 30 bathroom breaks. Just like the Beatles. That's what Just like the Beatles. <laughs> Uh, and Sean, another question I have for you. Why did you bench DK Metcalf? Okay, so <laughs> DK Metcalf, since the bye week, his like, bye week was on week nine. He went, and these are all the points that he got each week, 5.6, 7.1, 2.3, 11, no touchdown, 8.3, 11.2, no touchdown, and then the week before the championship game, he had 12 points, but he only had two catches for 40 yards in a touchdown. And the and his touchdown catch was like on the second play of the game. 
So I have no trust in DK Metcalf. That was probably the dumbest keeper move. I could have had Jonathan Taylor. Wow. Yeah. So I I hate those boomer bust guys now. I, they just I did not want to put my the season on DK Metcalf. Um, even though he was yeah. playing the the Lions, which they could clearly they crushed them, but I'd rather have guys like Waddle and Renfro who are high floor guys. And Waddle clearly didn't pan out, but the week before he dominated. So, yeah, I don't know. I just have no trust in Decaf. We learned something very valuable this year, which is don't trust a fucking Seahawk. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, what a bust of a team. God. That's awful. Taking my money. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of the few years I felt comfortable with like my receiver core. And I really didn't need to pick up any new receivers the whole year. All my receivers stayed healthy. Waddle ended up being a stud. Renfro ended up being receiver number 11, which is insane. (laughs) 11? Oh, my God. I mean, as soon as Waller went down, Renfro just fucking took off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Renfro had three weeks, three weeks without double-digit points. Renfro. Wow. That's it. Out of 17. I mean, he's basically Edelman, right? Like, he's uh, Derek Carr's Julian Edelman. Just, like, gets a ton of first down catches. Not, like, super many touchdowns, but it doesn't matter. I'll get you 20. No problem. Yeah. And you had one of the best cheap beer players of all time in Cooper Cup. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you want to, do you want, like, a minute to just talk about yeah. Cooper Cup? Is there a more likable person in the league than Cooper Cup? <laughs> Especially after his interview of like his touchdown against I can't remember what team. And he just went into like the specifics of the route and how it got changed. He's super humble. He's about to break records and he's like, Oh yeah, put asterisk next to my name. That's not fair. I'm just like, Yes. Like Bill Belichick in me is just like, Oh my god, he's so humble. But I mean, I, I'm looking at his weeks and he even on his lowest scoring week, which was 11.4, he had 13 <laughs> targets. That's wild. Yeah. He just ended up having to catch five of them, you know? <laughs> he went five catches for 64 yards, and that's like a pretty decent week. I don't know. He's incredible. <laughs> it's just, it's just I, and you know what? You, you have the keeper list of who, we, and then we're probably going to get to this later, so I don't want to spoil it. But. Yeah. Oh, You're not spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah, but the spoiler is I'm, I'm probably I don't think I'm gonna keep him. I think I'm gonna keep Waddle. Wow, uh, I was gonna ask that when we got there. It's an interesting wow. question. I'm afraid of that Michael Thomas just fall off. Just has a great year. They know you're gonna go through Cup on every single play, and they just change it up on you. He's gonna have Woods back healthy. Who knows if Eldell's gonna be there? But I'm yeah. debating between those. It's a good good problem to have because Waddle you would keep for an eighth. I think he, yeah, I think he would be an eighth rounder. And then I get him for a seventh round of the year after if he ends up being as like, good as he should. Yeah, that's your future. Like, if Waddle's yeah. the guy for the next three years, you're set. And if, if the, I'm guessing they're going to be shopping for a quarterback after watching Tua. Tua is just mediocre. Oh, my God. So, so bad. Waddle is actually your seventh round pick, so he's going to be a sixth rounder next year for you. Gotcha. Interesting. So, for that so you're, value. You're going to have another big decision like last year. Yeah, seriously. It'll probably be the wrong decision. Don't fuck it up this time. <laughs> uh, we can come back to the to the recap, but I think this is a good time to bring in a question I had farther down in the keeper section because it I, it speaks to a philosophy that I think people are going to have to adapt around keepers, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it because I think there 
in my mind, two schools of thought. You either go for value. So you find someone who's maybe a seventh or sixth or eighth rounder who's not that good, but you picked him late enough that it's good enough value. Or you take the best player from your team and keep him, even though it's a second, third, fourth round pick. I'm kind of curious what your thoughts, everyone's thoughts are on that, if that makes sense. I think it's kind of a, a, a little bit of both, to be honest. Like, ideally, you hit a sweet spot of like... You a, a, fence sitter. You are the <laughs> biggest fence sitter. Just because this one time, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And I stand by it. He likes the feeling of a fence sticking up his butthole. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I waffle on every decision. Um, but, I, I mean, my, my first thing is how good, like, I don't want to, you know, keep Trey Sermon just because I drafted him in a later round. So my first thing, <laughs> I'm just going to, after that, I'm just going to rip on you the whole time. You know, but it's like, then do I keep Alan Robinson, who I drafted in the second, because I'm an idiot named Brandon and I suck? <laughs> uh, but I guess if you need a side, I go with talent versus where they were drafted, if they're okay. I, I think Sean's reasoning is really solid, but I would still 100% keep Cooper Cup. But that's just because I go after like, oh, I've seen this guy can is, you know, set historic records on offense. So that's something I want to make sure I have for next year. And it helps if you have, uh, you know, like the best rookie receiver as a fifth rounder. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of makes my fence sitting a little easier, especially just a whole, just, just a, just a tube of lube. Right. Cause like they, a lube tube. It's like, you know, like the bulbous ones, they're kind of globe like, so it's like a really tough initial insertion. And then it kind of just smooths out a little bit. So, like, you really you really just have to make sure that you get just a ton of, like, lubrication on the front. And then... <laughs> I, wish, I wish the audience could see the visuals see of Jeff's hands. Jeff's hand motions. And then, describing and then you're good. <laughs> so. Gruesome. All right. Does somebody else want to go now, please? <laughs> I really wanted to see how many steps a serious question would take Jeff to get to something pounding him in the ass. <laughs> That was long for me. Yeah, it was. It took, it, you went. You hit the over. <laughs> Had to make sure you lost the bet. No, no one else has any. What was the question? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm in a I'm in a weird predicament where, yeah, I guess in my head, I think second year receivers always have breakout years, especially. Well, I'm thinking Waddle, right? He he's almost he's gonna he might break the receiving record for catches, or he's close to it. I only think he's going to get better if they get a better quarterback, which I'll know going into next year. Um, mm. But I, I'm kind of actually on the other side where I'd rather get guys later down the road. And that's why I draft a ton of rookies because I, I just almost overshoot on rookies and hopefully someone pans out. Like C.D. Lamb or D.K. Dobbins, who I end up not Trey Sermon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Sermon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, do you guys think Cooper Cup will either match or be a top three receiver next year? Ooh. No. Ooh. No. Ooh. I think that's really hard. I think he'll be a top 10, yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Top 5, maybe. I don't think he's going to be top 3. I think you're right. I think with all the weapons they have coming back, Cam Akers, if he's healthy, I think there's just going to be a lot more weapons for Stafford to be playing with. And like he, he used Cooper Cup as like a comfort receiver this year. Like It's got a new team. They got breakfast a bunch. Apparently that really helped. 
Um, so he was like, I'm going to throw it to the guy I trust. But maybe next year he's got a, a whole year with these guys under his belt, starts to trust the other guys more. But I, that being said, if I had Cooper Cup on my team, it would be very hard for me to give him up because I would just want him again on my team. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want anyone else to get him. That feeling in my gut would hurt. Especially when you don't have a second-round pick next year. So Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he might have to be on the team. You're right. Uh, Dustin, any thoughts, or should we get back to the, the recap? No, I mean, that's kind of what I feel like yeah. I kind of said it. Like, I, I, I think I kind of lean towards keep the player that got you, got, won you the championship, essentially. And Waddle is, has a great argument. <clears throat> great. My voice is cracked. <laughs> uh, great argument, but... How's puberty treating you? <laughs> uh, well, we're getting through it, hopefully. Hopefully it ends someday. <laughs> 31. How's it going? Maybe in another 31 years. Oh. Anyway, I would probably keep Cup. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it also to, I guess, put a bow on this. If Tua leaves, you don't know what connect, who the quarterback will build a connection with. You know, obviously Waddle is their best receiver, but you, you know, could end up with Allen Robinson where uh, he kills it with every quarterback he's ever played with. But for some reason, Justin Fields doesn't like him. So, yeah. It's because he sucks. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently getting 1,000 yards each year with Blake Bortles no, you can do it, but when it's Justin Fields, it's just it's too hard. Well, don't disparage the boat. I also blame Matt Nagy. Yeah, that's true. I shouldn't disparage the boat. I just wanted to point out a couple other things about uh, the Jamie Lynn title match. Uh, Kevin scored 145 or better in every round of the playoffs. Talk about consistency. And I think he is going to just be devastated by the fact that Zeke and A.J. Brown combined uh, to score 10 points, which... My God, that is, I mean, it, it's pre, it goes back to Jose's hatred for Zeke, but um, <laughs> it's an, another person that counted on Zeke and fell through. Yeah. I mean, I guess we should shout out real quick, Kevin, on having, I think, clearly the best team in the league for lo- the last, like, two months. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> I don't know. damn, he, yeah. After, since his trades, he's just been a fucking monster. And, uh, you, yeah, like Sean said, you... Sean had to get put up over 145, and you barely did, and you won because of it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at it right now, it honestly might be one of the best lineups ever put together. And the fact that he was able to trade through it and have all these people healthy and get Kamara back healthy is yeah. so scary. Like you, you hope in a lineup when you look at it, you go, "At least I have two or three people who are better in positions." Right. And even Kelsey on like market inches is better. Like I had Cooper <laughs> Cup, and that was really it. So, yeah. God, it's scary. <laughs> I guess I guess Kevin should have had more Rex Burkheads, Craig Reynolds, and Boobs Barrios. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs more Boobs Barrioses. <laughs> All right, so we'll move into the Carolyn recap. Sounds like a cereal. <laughs> boobs Barrios. Mm, I love my Boobs Barrios. <laughs> Sorry, Brent. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> derailing the momentum oh my god uh, yeah I, I tried to transition but now i'm thinking about boobs barrios so do you think they're like they're like titties as well as like yeah. cheerios yeah they're like little circular little areolas captain crunch with nipples <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just rock hard mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> dustin as one of the few people 
who has ever. Uh, I tried to just work right through it, and I could not. Bulldoze, Brandon, bulldoze. Push through. All hail Devante, parentheses, obvi, and boobs, barrios, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. God. All right. Oh, my God. All right, so we'll move into the Carolyn recap. Was that a fart? I don't know. I can taste it. I'm a tongue. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I did fart. Is that onion? Onion and onion and ketchup. It stinks. This is a small room. Shit. Okay, now the tuxedos seem kind of fucked up. Dustin, as one of the few people to have who have ever been in both the Jamie Lynn title matchup and the Carolyn uh, toilet bowl, what was scarier? A hundred percent losing the Carolyn is much scarier. I mean, I guess I, I kind of have a biased experience because Camara <laughs> got me sixty points on Christmas Day, and so like I kind of felt comfortable the whole weekend. This weekend, however, with the Carolyn, I, I expected to lose. Obviously, Jose's team is way better than mine was at the end of the year, and yeah, it fucking sucked. But we made it out. We're here. Carolyn is nowhere near me. And, you know, it feels pretty fucking good. And I would say, I would venture to say almost, if not as good as winning, winning Jamie Lynn, uh, because <laughs> that was a narrow escape. And I truly love being able to say I've never gotten last place. And I really didn't want that to change this year. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just having Devante, I'm so excited at the potential chance to get him on my team again next year. I really hope that I get a top five draft pick so I can draft him. Um, he is incredible. Uh, although, without Aaron Rodgers, it will be interesting to see. I wonder if that that's works. That's yeah. true. I mean, they have one of the best connections of all time, so it's, yeah. I, I, I doubt he'll be as good as he's been in the last two years. But Do you have any final, any more thoughts around Boobs Barrios? No, just, you know, God bless you, Boobs. Uh, I'm drinking one for you tonight, and every night until the draft, when hopefully I draft you in the 13th round. <laughs> I know we don't talk about other leagues, but your dad played him against me, and he crushed me. So, <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are talking so on the weird. side. If he's just been ghost commission or ghost running your team the whole year because he just felt bad. But. <laughs> no, I di- I didn't really notice that he beat you, but I I did. He did tell me that he started Braxton Barrios, and I was like, oh, then you're gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> Barrios Silva connection. <laughs> a couple other notes I have in here. George Kittle with eight points um, in a very important game. Uh, he, We had a podcast where we talked about how amazing George Kittle was. Yeah, He had 39 and then 34. And then weeks 16 and 17, he had four and four. Uh, so um, really not a great showing in the imp- two most important games of Jose's season. DJ Moore also had his worst game of the year against Dustin. So two terrible games by people that were drafted early on by Jose. And then finally, I can't believe he benched Saquon. 
<laughs> it was fitting after making the worst pick in the first round. By far. By far. By far. <laughs> yeah, he got 12. That's like his, his season high. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, that was the Carolyn. Oh, wait. The final, final note on the Carolyn is that Melvin Gordon beating Javante Williams in the uh, Denver battle at 10 to 4. Everybody was <laughs> See, so that, high. That sounds four. right. Yeah, that sounds right. Checks. Classic. God. Talk about the fucking toilet bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I got 122. That's, that's not too No, no, no. I was saying, no, no. Sorry. I was saying Melvin Gordon versus Javante. <laughs> the toilet bowl within the toilet bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, wait, hold on. The tight end battle is pretty shitty, too. Yeah, uh, Foster Moreau with 1.9 and Kittle with 4.5. Who? Who is Fo- – why did you pick him up? That was – I actually had a question about that. He's Waller's backup, and he got 10 and 13 the two weeks before that. So, mm. And I was just rotating through Ingram and Conklin, and every time – no matter who I picked, they got me four points, so – yeah. <laughs> Another ringing endorsement for keeping tight ends next year. Can't wait. Yeah, they're fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> Super flex here, baby. It's strategy. You have to it's plan not for that. Strategy. Yes, it is. It's fun. It is. I don't want to ever stream tight ends again. I need Waller to come yeah. back. Tight ends are stupid. Let us do a super flex, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, why did why did you trade Mark Andrews? Fucking dumb shit. Because yeah, tight ends are stupid. <laughs> They're dumb. I love uh, all the all. We're mostly cordial on this pod, and now we're just letting all the anger out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like Brandon got away with not getting shit on for his stupid fucking trade he did with Kevin. What are you talking <laughs> like, about? I, I got, got eighth place. Eighth place <laughs> because I did that. Thank you the, very much. The punishment much. was the standings. That was. <laughs> that was <laughs> I got eighth. All I was trying to do is not get the Carolyn, and because of that trade, I did not get the Carolyn. Yeah. I have your future keeper, uh, Deontay Johnson. So there you go. What? Oh, yeah, me? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, Really? <laughs> yeah. He was the eighth best wide receiver this year. Get out of here. Well, yeah, but he's not going to have uh, old-ass Ben. Exactly. So he's going to be better. better. <laughs> Maybe. Of Mason Rudolph back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The God. future is Maggot Mason. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what about, what about Duck Hodges? Duck Hodges. Duck. That man should be playing football in the 1950s. The name <laughs> Duck Hodges. <laughs> in a leather helmet. Oh, my uh, God. Think, makes me think of Mad Men. Oh, yes, the best. All right. So that does it for both games that happened, that mattered uh, last weekend. Tim did get third, um, so he did get his money back. Shout out to – I already forgot his team name. <laughs> Pole smokers. Uh, Buster Pole only smoke. fan. Buster only fan. <laughs> Pole smokers. <laughs> the fence sitters. <laughs> that is you. That Get is me. I will say, I don't think we taught, or I don't think it was noticed enough uh, before we move on by everyone that Tim ended up getting 147 points last week against Kevin, but the fact that Kevin had such a big lead. It didn't even matter. I do feel kind of bad for the old uh, Buster Only fans. Best record in the league. Yeah, in third place. Such a bummer. Yeah, you had a great team. Yeah. With draft picks changing hands, should we change draft mechanisms? No. 
Are you talking about Super Smash? Yes. No, I disagree. No. I love it. I live no. for it. It's the best. Right. I can't. I can't think of a more entertainingly impartial way to pick draft picks. Yeah. Love it. In yeah. fact, I love it so much that I adopted it for. I did fantasy basketball this year, and I adopted it doing NBA Two K. I had. I did the blacktop thing. Oh, sweet! And just let the computers play, and that's how we did draft order. And it was just ah. as fun. I mean, not as even as Super Smash. I feel like because it's such a chaotic game. But yeah. Anyway, I love it as a as a mechanism. I think it's awesome. Dude, are we doing fantasy basketball next year? Yes, I, it's fun. I'm very in. I'm very in. Yeah. The way Sleeper does it is awesome. You pick one game a week. So it's like you're like gambling every week because if you pick the game that they got injured or they sucked, it's like, oops. I don't know. It's fun. It's cool. All right. Uh, that That's the pitch. We will not be doing a cheap beer fantasy basketball podcast. <laughs> Thank God. We'll see. We only have politics as a ladder as ours. <laughs> Can't expand that far. Um, all right. The last agenda item we have on here. Keepers. Kevin raised a question to me that I will pose to all of you and probably make a poll um, for next year. He uh, was leery of the fact that I think Nick obviously picked up Cam Akers and he also picked and Kevin picked up Travis Etienne. And Michael Thomas and Michael Thomas. Yeah, but didn't he draft? No, he, he picked him up the same the same day that he picked up ETN. He went on like a bender and picked up all of these. Like, oh, Kevin did. Oh, got it. Um, he wanted to ask, should players have to play at least one snap like in the NFL to be eligible to be a keeper? I kind of felt like I don't care if you want to pick them up the last week of the year and keep them. Go for it. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think if you are you're willing to give up a bench spot for someone who's isn't playing, then it's another piece of strategy you need to keep in mind. Because I'm not going to lie, I, I was thinking ETN the beginning of the year, like, oh, maybe he's going to be so good when he comes back. Where do you pick him up? And then quickly forgot about it. But I think it's a good strategy, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much uncertainty. Like, I think Michael Thomas, I wouldn't want to trust keeping him after not playing a whole year and being injured for so long. ETN, same thing. I don't know. You just, there's no... You don't get any like history. You haven't seen any proof that they're going to be any good. So if you want to keep them, go nuts. Like I'm not going to draft them, probably because I don't know anything about them. So yeah, completely right. agree. Completely agree. That was that was my thought as well. All right. So last item: running through keepers for next year. Since this is the last pot of the season, maybe we'll do one ahead of the draft. Maybe we won't. We fucking better live live podcast during. Smash. If we can make that fucking happen, it would be amazing. Just oh, I, as many of us as we can live stream that shit, like on Twitch or something. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know what the crazy fads are. We could get like an OnlyFans or something and stream it there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but now I you're would, speaking my language. <laughs> I would die for that. That would be amazing. That could be Brian Roach's job. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just run through who we thought keepers would be for each person we can discuss you can disagree with what i put on here sean already did disagree with what i put on here i didn't even look at the rest of your team sean i just assumed you were keeping cooper cup in the third round and just 
you know, going to take a running back in the first round, Cooper Cup in the third, and then figure it out the rest. But it sounds like that might be off the table. Any other thoughts? And we can move to Kevin. No, I think you guys actually talk. I mean, it's it really depends on how it ends up or before the season. But you guys make it's it's really that point of not having a second round pick. You're better off going safe, so you know you're not just going to get absolutely demolished the whole first half of the year. <laughs> yeah, but you can just keep looking at that trophy um, whenever it gets yeah. to you with that big hole at the top that you can just fill with so many liquids. And you can know that my balls have been in there. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Dustin, did you get it engraved? You said you were going to do that while you were in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, I forgot. But I am going to do it before I send it to Sean. Because <laughs> Kevin, Kevin didn't do his name or mine when he sent it. So I was like, oh, fuck of it. Um, I want to make sure my name gets on there. So I'll do it before I send it. Next up, we have Kevin. I'm assuming he's going to keep Debo Samuel as a sixth. Although it sounds like maybe Travis Etienne or Michael Thomas as an eighth. Definitely do that, Kevin. Please do that. Yeah, that seems smart. Yeah, that's a good call. That's as good as Trey Sermon. Urban Meyer's gone. Jaguar James Torres, uh, Achilles, he'll probably be out. Take Travis Etienne in the eighth. Yeah. Just have Debo. Tim Loftus, I put down either Itchy Mitchy in the eighth or Diggs in the fourth. Ooh. That's an interesting one. Not Antonio Brown? <laughs> <laughs> God. Diggs' value, I don't know if it's worth that. I don't know if it's worth a fourth if he had a year that he had similar to this year. But then again, I hate the San Francisco offense. So (laughs) I guess Mitchie, just because it's a lower pick and there's a good chance of, I guess, success. I don't know. Diggs finished as the seventh best wide receiver in PPR. Yeah, it's not as good as, you know. Could have been. So. Yeah, but as a fourth rounder, I don't know. I would take Diggs. Yeah, I'd probably stick with Diggs. I think Itchy Mitchy could be great, but like you said, Brandon, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan as far as I can throw him, which is not very far, I'm sure. So. I don't know. He's skinny. Throw him like a javelin. <laughs> Shot put. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I feel like Tim just was not, wasn't loving Diggs this year. So I don't know. He might not. Yeah. I feel like every time I talk to him, he just wasn't that on his man uh cool all right uh dan do we think he's gonna give up his first rounder again jonathan taylor in the first or hollywood brown in the eighth once again that goes back to value or talent i guess it also depends on where he drafts like if he's first overall he's not keeping taylor i mean if he's anything but first overall i'd I'd have to seriously consider keeping taylor (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah you could keep gronk could keep Gronk. Oh my God! I, honestly, we should just keep Gronk on his team. <laughs> automatic spot in like a the legacy six. keeper. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah, gets grandfathered into his team. <laughs> He's his sixth round pick every year. Yeah, for every three kids you have, you get one legacy keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get to work. Yeah, <laughs> do it for the league. No, I think John. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is so. God damn good. And you forget that he was only on his second year. He's so young. That's true. He's going to be good for a while. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck, he's good. Yeah, I think if he has anything besides first overall, you should keep him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Um, all right, Jeff, who are you keeping? I 
I take take a guess. Take oh, the wildest <laughs> of guesses. Just shot in the dark. Kyle Pitts in the third. Oh my god! Absolutely, <laughs> spot fucking on. He was a he was a dude who like I always thought he just never did well, and somehow he's breaking rookie records left and right. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the amount of weeks I saw you put up five points. <laughs> Don't tell Brandon that. It helps his argument way too much. It does. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so true. Oh my god! Look at Pitts fell a couple rounds. I'd fucking take him, but Chase all the way. Especially after last week? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh my God. That was crazy. Oh. Oh, speaking of, I, I was going to say, I think he ended up finishing with the most points ever. It was like 62. I thought Tyreek had oh, that beat. No, Tyreek had 65. I thought he got yeah. more. Yeah. Um, Jeff, just for discussion's sake, have you thought about Fournette? Because you drafted him really late, right? I, I have. I have thought about Fournette. He's the number five PPR running back. So I know. I know. He would be your I eighth. Know. Wow. <sighs> I know. I just uh, – that would be such a good keeper. But Jamar Chase, I don't know, man. I just – that ceiling is so fucking high, and he's only going to get better. So, uh, fuck. That, 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 is a, that, that is a tougher question than initially I thought going into, like, the whole keeper discussion. Uh, but I still think it's going to be Chase. Yeah. I don't know why I thought Leonard Fournette was 31 years old, but he's only 26. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's bald with a massive beard. That's true. He looks like he's 40. He's got the James Harden look going on. He looks like Santa. He's been in the league forever. Forgot, yeah. I know. That's what happens when you're on the Jaguars. That's true. That's a good point. Ages, <laughs> Ages you quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he finished as the... Fifth overall running back in PPR, even though he missed the last two weeks and got, you know, he didn't finish the week before that. Yeah, he was, he was a stud. And I like, I like that he was a really high floor guy, but again, Jamar Chase, I don't know if I can pass up keeping that talent, especially for a fifth. Yeah. I would, I would say it would have been a lot harder decision had he not put up 60 points. I know. Yeah. 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 Very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is funny. Tim drafted Diggs in the sixth round two years ago. So Jamar Chase is like the Diggs of last year. I'll fucking take that. <laughs> you just said that Diggs didn't have enough value. For a, for a fourth. Yeah, for a fifth. I got you. Fair enough. Yeah. Brian Roach, is he going to take CeeDee Lamb in the third? Jalen Hurts in the seventh? Uh, sorry, I should I should have prefaced this with the fact that literally everyone but Michael Bolton kept someone last year, so I'm assuming everyone is going to keep someone this year. Um, so yeah, CeeDee Lamb in the third or Jalen Hurts in the seventh, um, or if there's someone else. Talking to Rochi, I would put my money on Hurts. He's like a huge Jalen Hurts fan. Like He loves that guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I don't think CeeDee Lamb is worth a third, to be honest. No. Like I don't even no. know if I would draft him in a third. We'll see, but... <laughs> like his yeah, ceiling 15 15th wide receiver no not for third not for a third Jalen for me Jalen for you or wait wait uh mike williams i know he kind of fell off but Ugh. you know eighth round I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he did finish 17th wide receiver ppr same and herbert's only getting better herbert clearly likes him yeah exactly Keenan's going to get a year older. The same. There's upside. I'm just not a Mike Williams fan. I feel like he looks like a good football player, but he just 
Every time I watch him, he just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's always been Mike Williams, who's 6'4", and then they go into mm-hmm. whatever they're going to talk about, and he's never lived <laughs> up to his, like, height. Yeah. So. I agree. It's like the old, is he hot or is he tall quandary. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on chicks, the chicks Instagram too much lately, Jeff. Oh, yes, yeah. Just recently, that's been my thing. <laughs> After week eight, he only had three weeks with more than five targets. Wow, I feel like that was kind of related to the Chargers sucking ass and pretty much blowing their playoff chances. Oh my god! Over, over the end of the week. All right, yeah, I think you're right. Hertz is a seventh. I think it's probably. Pretty likely for Brian. Um, Nick has Cam Akers in the eighth, Justin Herbert in the seventh, or the Sun God in the eighth. I think he loves Herbert. Yeah. He loves Herbert, right? <laughs> he named his team after him for a while. <laughs> oh, the fishing club where I was like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's tough because you, you're either going to get a running back in a big committee or you're going to get a Detroit Lion. And do you want to you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. waste your keepers on those? So. <laughs> oh, my God. The Sun God had, from week 13 on, 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets. Shit. He's, he's legit. Like, I'm excited for this guy. And it's just like, he's got, like, the best name in football. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the, the Sun God is a great nickname, too. <laughs> But I do think, like, especially because we're leaning more towards, like, franchises, I feel like having Herbert as your franchise quarterback is, like, something you can get behind mm. for the next three years. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I feel like he, he already kept him one year. Why give him up? He's your QB. Your guy. And not having to worry about that in the draft is really nice, too. Oh, think about that, right? He's going to have two second rounders, and he can have mm. Herbert sitting there waiting for him. he's gonna be stacked next year god damn it (laughs) herbert was number two overall in the league in points yeah he was was he really holy shit yeah he ended up as two oh my god was number one tom brady oh you're right i'm sorry i think it was (laughs) (laughs) oh you're serious I mean, maybe. Actually, maybe. <laughs> it was Josh. It was Josh to end the uh, year. It stayed Josh. Uh, oh, Tom fell to third. Yeah. Fuck you, assholes. That was close. <laughs> yeah, Josh barely got to the cheap beer team. Um, yeah, I think you're probably right. Justin Herbert in the seventh, and then just loading up on running backs and wide receivers. Oh, my God. Jeff, I just realized... We're going to be in a division with two teams that had multiple second rounders. Yeah, I, I don't have high hopes for next year. I'm not. I'm not really, not really holding my breath for any. Yeah, the divisions are going to completely shift the scales next year. I can't oh wait. My God. <sighs> God. Yeah, our third team in is going to be the sixth seed, a hundred percent. Four, five, six. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. I have. Deontay or Higgins as a third, Jaguar James as a seventh, or Stafford as an eighth. I don't think I'm going to keep Jaguar after the Achilles. Like, I feel like tearing your Achilles is like a long injury, plus with Etienne. Um, yeah, he's definitely missing games next year. Yeah. And he's a Jaguar. 
And he's What's a that? Jaguar. <laughs> but he's an Urban Meyerless Jaguar. Yeah, I was he's, really he's like, free. Can, can he get traded or <laughs> sign somewhere else? And then I will keep him. Because he wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah, he was. He was 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be time to let him go, Brandon. Yeah. I know you love him, but I don't know. I, I like Stafford at, at the 8th. That's pretty good. Yeah. Where was Johnson? Uh, he was a fourth, so he'd be a third. So it'd be third, early. Yeah. I think the I think Pittsburgh might land like Russell Wilson or someone like really good. Yeah. Ooh. But even then, it's like watch how good we're how good with Seattle this year. So it's true. Yeah, I don't know. I really love Deontay. I every time I've had him on my team, I've thoroughly enjoyed his floor. Um, and I think Claypool gets hurt like every other week, anyways. So it really bodes well for him, but. Or he'll do something stupid and get ejected out of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Traded pretty quick. Like Tomlin's not going to put up with that. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm thinking about it, but I do think if I end up like like this year where I had an early round pick, like I'm, I don't want to keep Deontay as the second pick of the third round. But if it was like the 10th, 11th, 12th, I would consider it. Uh, otherwise, I'll probably keep Stafford and then not have to worry about quarterback and just worry about him slowly falling apart because he's old. Um, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but he's in the prime of his career, Brandon. What? Enjoy it. Is he? Stafford? Yeah. He was the six QB, the number six QB. He's 33 and he, he's going to be in year 13. I, Tom like, Brady's 44. Okay, yeah, but Tom he was number Brady, three. you cannot compare Stafford to Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying that's 11 years difference. He's got time. You can do one more year with him. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I think I think one more year. <laughs> Stafford's play style is so different than Brady's, though. Like, Brady knows how to get hit and evades that, and Stafford just gets fucking knocked around <laughs> for, like, the first, like, 10 years of his career. Just the absolute shit beat out of him. So he may his age may be thirty three. He's probably fifty. Yeah. So, so, you, so you enjoy that one good year for next year. Jeff, I'm I I will say I do think he's probably shaved off a combined year of football by not playing in meaningful games at all in Detroit. Very fair point. Very very fair point. So I feel like he's probably never played in a meaningful week sixteen game in his life. So. And I'm sure there were there were games where they were down so much that he got benched. Yeah. For for <laughs> the backup. So. <laughs> Jeff Garcia, for some reason I'm seeing Jeff Garcia. (laughs) Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Did he ever overlap with Dan Orlovsky? Or was Orlovsky pre Stafford? Stafford's (laughs) been in the league forever. That's insane. Yeah. He was in the league when we were in high school. No, that's wrong. That's also, do you guys have you guys seen Dan Orlovsky on like NFL Network or he looks like he's like twenty five? Like did he retire at like how old is he? He looks so young. (laughs) I think he started like 17 games or something. He has like a decent amount of games under his belt. Also, I forgot how he's like 6'5". He's so tall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's 38. Jesus. He's 38? Yeah, I just looked it up. He's 38. He looks incredible. Dude, all that makeup on the TV, man, is doing him favors. <laughs> we need a makeup artist for this podcast. Yes, the podcast that people watch. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> <laughs> oh, if we had a makeup artist, we could live stream it, Jeff. Oh, that's that's a fair point. That's no. Everybody wants to see how sweaty and gross we look. That's part of our. That's part of our appeal. <laughs> Who is everybody? What are you guys talking about, dude? All the all the five hundred and thirty five downloads. All right, <laughs> they're not watching all at once. 
have like two are these 120, what is it, 130, something like that? All right, we have an audience. <laughs> we do, we get 25 an episode. Yeah, fucking suck it, Dusty. I think Michael Bolton is 100% keeping Joe Burrow in the seventh. And if he doesn't, you should kick him out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he keeps Rex Burkhead as the eighth instead. Oh. I mean, he, he was like, he was talking about Goddard for a while, who was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, I would Ugh. go for Burrow. But I don't Why know. the fuck would you keep a tight end? Because you don't want to stream them. It's horrible starting Tyler Conklin or Foster Moreau. I don't know. Which one should I do? doesn't matter. You're going to get in four. Well, I can tell you this. Next year, I am streaming tight ends again. I'm not Ugh. wasting an early draft pick on a fucking guy that's going to get me under 200 points. I can't stand it. Back to the Carolyn bracket for you, sir. <laughs> I was Ooh. in it already. <laughs> Brandon is no back. stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I said. Uh, oh, bad. yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, Joel could keep Harris as a first, the third overall running back in the league, or he could keep Pittman as an eighth. I also put A.J. Dillon on here as an eighth. I kind of feel like that's not going to happen. But. I don't know. A.J. Dillon is enticing. He's taking over that backfield, I feel like, I think. But it is still tricky. I guess you'd have to see where if Aaron Jones and Dillon, like how that shakes out in the offseason. But... And if Rodgers isn't there, maybe they'll run more. That's true. If I were him, I would keep Najee Harris if he's anything but a top four pick. I agree. I don't know. I love Najee Harris. I think he's so good. I do yeah. too. Um, Damian Harris, though, was – how many would he have, 12 touchdowns this year? 13. 13. Yeah, he's, good. He's, he's good. good. he's good. He's good. I am a little worried about Stevenson. He's, he's also pretty good. Yeah, that's true. I'm hesitant to uh, keep anyone in the that for a first round pick that's not named Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just t- like you're gonna get a first round pick anyway. So I don't know. But. Uh, well, I was gonna say obviously the Pats love to run the shit out of the football, so I think it's pretty fair to assume that Harris and Stevenson are gonna are gonna eat. Um, but I do I do agree with you, Dustin. I think AJ Dillon is pretty interesting. I think he's su- he's a great like classic power runner. I, I don't know if he's got like the if if he's a ball catcher too, like if he kind of has that PPR appeal that Aaron Jones does. But he is, he's good, man. He's good, and for like an eighth rounder, it's not bad value. So just just looking quickly at his receiving stats, he catches yeah. almost all of his targets. So I'd say no he's shit. pretty good. Yeah. But what's his target? Like how many targets does he get? I mean, he's only getting like two to five a game, but he catches yeah. almost all of them. So. That's pretty good. He gets like five catches, like. 100 yards on the ground? All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, he never broke 100 yards rushing this year. Yeah, but I this is all, like, I would say this based is all, on This the is all off-season. speculation, Brandon. Yeah, like, Jones, I don't know if they're going to keep both. Like, I feel like they could get rid of one. So, we'll see. Is Aaron Jones a free agent? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Who's got Google? Contract. <laughs> Who has a Google? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't tell me right away. No, no, he, his free agency comes up in 2025, I think. Really? I think he just signed a four-year extension. Yeah, he just signed a four-year contract in uh, 2021. Oh, shit. Because uh-huh. he had that monster year before. Yeah. What if they let A.J. Dillon go? Then that, that would be an interesting They just drafted him. Yeah, but they don't have to. What's his rookie deal? 
This is fun for the listeners. This rookie deal is not going to be that expensive. I know. I'm just saying if they don't need. Oh, he's got also got a four year contract. This is why we need the visual component of the podcast so everyone can watch our red faces as we Google search. (laughs) Our red faces. (laughs) We're so pink. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, But yeah, it's. I I think Joel has the hardest decision to make. Yeah, out of man. everyone he has a lot of good choices and he's going to feel like an idiot when he picks the one that doesn't go off <laughs> when he picks the Antonio Gibson Oh, <laughs> was he good where is he at uh, actually he was RB13 he, he picked it up a lot in the second half of the season first half yeah, of the did. season was atrocious but um, yeah I think Joel has the hardest questions to ask uh, Dustin Sonny Michelle in the 8th Perhaps? No. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. Why would I do that? They're going to have three three good running backs. Cam Akers is definitely going to take back the starter role. No. Pass. Yeah, you're just going to keep Waller? I'm, I'm going to hope Waller has a nice recovery. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, I'm going to have to watch what Connor's situation is in the offseason. I'm going to see, A, if they want to keep him and Edmonds. I don't know what their contracts are. We don't have to go down that rabbit hole again. <laughs> no, hold on. Let's everyone Google. <laughs> hold on. I'll, I'll search one. You search the other. <laughs> okay, double time. While you guys are doing that, I'll just say that, uh, yeah, Waller for a, what is it, a fifth? That's still, to me, really good value for what he is. He's still consistently a top five tight end, no matter what. So I think Chase Edmonds is going to be a free agent. Okay. Well, he's been playing well, so I'm not sure they'd want to get rid of him, but we'll have to see. Like, if Connor's the guy, then that's pretty enticing because he was a uh, top 12 running back, so. Yeah, he was a touchdown machine this year. Dude, so many fucking touchdowns. Oh, my God. What was that one game where he had, like, three fucking touchdowns or something like that? Amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I liked I liked having a sneaky, like, RB1 that no one even knew. <laughs> existed <laughs> that's pretty pretty nice i know brandon you had like no idea that he was that good <laughs> i did not still shocked to hear that i mean he didn't score like basically less than double digit points from week seven on so uh and then last we have justin jefferson for jose in the seventh still just incredible value oh, for jose so good um, so annoying. it will be the last year that he can keep justin jefferson next year so. oh that's right i keep forgetting that you're including the year you drafted them that's sad. three years and one more uh thing on my dad's league sean just because you're here i'm like super seriously thinking about keeping jeff jefferson instead of uh christian mccaffrey with my first pick yeah who i hear you man mccaffrey is just it's become the new who Barkley. cares <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you about who i'm keeping in my other league do you want me to tell Please you that do. yeah tell us <laughs> No, God, thinking? please, no, no, don't. no, don't, don't call his bluff, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're about to go to Vegas. I got to practice. Calling bluffs? <laughs> Calling <Nice>. bluffs. <laughs> He's like talking to Brandon about his keepers? All right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be in Vegas to do that. Yeah, just texting. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Uh, I, I fucking know. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sad that football's over. Can't wait for playoff football or playoff yeah. fantasy. That'll be fun. Yeah, I think we have one of the most exciting upcoming off seasons in our league. 
that we've <laughs> ever had. I am so pumped for Smash and the draft. It's going to be incredible. And I guess I'll use that opportunity to shout out. If anyone's interested listening to join uh, the Dragon Masters Playoff Fantasy Pool, it's a blast. Mm. Everyone loves it. Get in on it. I know Sean is like a yearly winner, <laughs> right? Or don't you usually win some sort of money? First three years, I won money. Last two, not, not so, so great. Much. You know, it's usually the people I invite. I invited a friend from work. He won one year. So, yeah. <laughs> taking, a, taking a finder's fee. Dude, that's I, I invited my roommate last year, and he was in the top three as well. So, and I know that feeling. <laughs> nice. Well, this wraps up uh, season eight, cheap beer. The high seas, our winner, Sean Kelly. Um, congratulations. Woo! Say hi to Jamie Lynn for me. Tell her if she ever wants to come by the commissioner's office, you know, for a year, that'd be awesome. Really uh, never got to see her. So She doesn't She doesn't settle for dudes who draft Allen Robinson in the second. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her type. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I also loved getting cute on rookies, and my rookies were Trey Sermon and Marquez Callaway. So <sighs> next year, we were all high on Callaway, man. Don't beat yourself up for that. Who would have thought that went the way it did? Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts on this year of uh, fantasy football before we sign off? I'm gonna miss you guys. I'm excited for a potentially in-person draft next year. Yes. yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get everyone Wisconsin in the Midwest. Yes. Midwest. Wisconsin. I was looking up houses the other day just because I could, and there's some, there's some good ones. There's a lot of land in the Midwest. Don't know if y'all knew that. <laughs> a lot of empty space. <laughs> a lot of cornfields. Cowfields. Both? Both. Should we do a corn maze as part of our draft weekend? <laughs> but we make it that we all have to find Roach or something. Our, our, our punishment is we say we're going to do a corn maze and Roach <laughs> go, goes first and then we just yes. leave. <laughs> That was, yes. Same yeah, page, and yeah. we put up corn, like, stocks at yes. the entrance so we can never find the entrance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slows it yeah. Shit, cut this out, cut this out. <laughs> Bleep the whole thing. Uh. Good. Well, this will be the final time you hear the pirate voice saying goodbye. Um, so, vast mateys, we've come ashore uh, to enjoy all the booty. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. Check out my Twitter. Tim Loftus, comment. <laughs> Check out my SoundCloud. Um, whatever you want. What? DJ, DJ Brand Brand. Oh, wait, one last thing. So you're going to SoundCloud. I've been working on, uh, I was thinking about making a uh, theme song for the pod yes. for next season. Oh, that's sweet. Yes. <laughs> I've been experimenting with some melodies, so. Look out for that in 2022. But the one thing that won't be changing uh, from year to year is we are going to get signed off by our good friend, Scott Hansen. Scott, take us away. Cheap beer, boys. See you on Sunday.